You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Always nice to catch up with Matthew Collar, Purple Insider. You're on the Lake Show News Talk 830 WCCO. He joins us now, courtesy of the... Uh, the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. First off, happy holidays to you, Matthew. It's been a while since we chatted. Thanks. Same to you. Uh, yeah, I know we haven't chatted since the start of bowl season, and uh, boy, it's been wild. Yeah, it's been some fun bowl games, though, like the game that just finished up. I don't know if you're watching Florida State and Oklahoma, but man, I know that Sooner fans are going to be upset because what, they're going to finish the season, what, 6-7, and seven, but... Uh, a very exciting bowl game there. Was it the Cheez-It Bowl? It was indeed the Cheez-It Bowl, yeah. It, the uh, Florida State just finished it up, 35-32. They're celebrating on the field. Some people get real uh, ornery about bowl season, like, oh, who cares about all these bowls? I don't know. The, the world just said, here's some more football, and it'll probably be crazy and fun. And, like, I, I mean, I feel like you're getting a little too, like, serious about this if you're mad that they've created all these crazy bowls yeah well let let me let me ask you before we get into the specifics of viking football and then the vikings matchup against the green bay packers this is just a general football question okay and there's there's a reason to why i'm asking these questions all right Uh, in, in your opinion who was the uh the greatest wide receiver of all time in the national football league uh there's no debate I mean, that's Jerry Rice, number one. You can talk about number two, but Jerry Rice's numbers are so far beyond anybody else that has ever existed. I mean, when you think about, like, how great Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, I mean, many, many others, Marvin Harrison, and then you compare them on paper to Jerry Rice. Like, Jerry Rice, from the age 30 on, would be one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, just based on that. Uh, so I, I don't even think that that's a conversation. Who's the second? I think it's Randy Moss, but you know, I, I mean, there's after that, there's a conversation about probably a a handful of guys that deserve to be in that discussion. But I think it's Moss because of just his pure unstoppable nature. Like mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald might get might get in that discussion, um, but you know, it, there's just like there's there's. 30 guys who you could talk about deserve to be in the Hall of Fame and are great and all-time greats. You go all the way back in the day to, like, Lynn Swan or John Stallworth. But, you know, I think Randy Moss and how he took over games, how he completely changed the game, is, is probably the next guy down from Jerry Rice. And his, I mean, his numbers would back that up, too. But even if he hadn't had some of the, some of the moments where, let's say, he wasn't given 110%, like with the Raiders, like what his statistics would have looked like. And when you can take, a, you know, a team that is really good, like the Patriots, and then add Randy Moss and they go undefeated 
and, and have one of the greatest quarterback seasons of all time. I mean, I think that really demonstrated his impact on offenses when he was in the game. I agree with you, and we're on the same page here. And the reason why I offered up that question to get your reaction, your answer, is because, I'll be honest with you, I had a meltdown right before the 7 o'clock hour uh, with regards to go for football. And th- th- I didn't mean this as anything disrespectful to Mo. Uh, Ibrahim at all. I, I think he's been a phenomenal player, a phenomenal gopher, a legendary gopher and all of that. But I just think that the knee-jerk reactions that we have at times about best running back or best this, like I think that it's it's laughable right now in this moment that there are some Viking fans talking about J.J. being better than Randy Moss. Like eventually we'll have that conversation maybe, but but in terms of right now, just pump your brakes a little bit. Yeah, I, I know, and I totally understand people getting as excited as they are about Justin Jefferson. You deserve that. My gosh. I mean, for me, a week in and week out, going to that stadium and witnessing greatness, I mean, it's like watching LeBron James or something, the way that he takes over games. Um, but when Randy Moss came into the league in 1998, the Minnesota Vikings had the best offensive season of the history of the sport of football because of Randy Moss. Like, the way that he took over, it had never been done before. I mean, 17 touchdowns in that first season. And passing was not what it is today. When you look at Justin Jefferson's stats, and again, this is taking nothing away from him, but Cooper Cup did this last year. Another guy did the same thing last year. There are other receivers in the league who are capable of doing similar things. He's the best. There's no question. But when Moss came in, no one had ever taken over games the same way that he did. And then, even though teams had years to figure it out, they never did, and he kept getting better. And he kept, I mean, his best season is arguably 2003, like five years into his career. Uh, And then, you know, what he did with the Patriots is up there, too. So, yeah, I mean, like Randy Moss, it's like Rice, Randy Moss. And then Justin Jefferson goes in this category of there's probably five receivers in the league who can completely take over games. They make unbelievable catches. One of them is in Buffalo and was traded by the Minnesota Vikings. And if you put those two on paper up next to each other, it's pretty darn close. A.J. Brown in Philadelphia, Cooper Cup when he's healthy. I mean, like, all these guys, because of the way the the, the offenses work, the rules against the defense and things like that, the Vikings have been the beneficiaries of more pass interference this year than any team in the league. Like, those things allow for these huge statistics to be put up and for these huge performances, plus the mastering of the craft. Like, think about this. If you have a, if you have a seven-year-old that shows really in, like great athletic traits, I mean, you could get him a wide receiver coach at seven or eight years old. That was not the case growing up in, in Rand, uh, West Virginia for Randy Moss. So, you know, I, I think that comparing those two is, is a little ridiculous at this point, and that is with, again, no disrespect to Justin Jefferson's greatness. I'm with you, man. We're talking to Matthew Kyler, Purple Insider here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. All right, so so many people the last couple of days, um, just, and, and I say people, I'm only talking about maybe three or four people that have said this to me, but nonetheless, um, the fact that they will point to Vegas and say, oh, look, the Packers are favored in this game and the Vikings have this record versus their record. Look, I, I don't understand how people are this confused about this particular point in the season and what's going down in the National Football League. I think that Vegas has this right in terms of the way that this game should be viewed. Maybe you disagree with me, and that's why I'm asking you this question, but I just view it as... 
The Green Bay Packers, still with a slim shot to get into the postseason, they're the desperate team. Am I overthinking it in terms of analysis about about how Vegas and maybe football minds are viewing this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I think that similarly to the Lions a few weeks ago, uh, going on the road is a factor, so that's going to give you some points. At Lambeau, it's probably more than your regular generic stadium, so right off the bat, Vegas might give them two points, uh, and I think they're favored by three. So just by playing at Lambeau Field in January, the way that they've been playing recently, they have been a different team. Uh, They've performed much better offensively. I mean, you go back to even a few weeks ago when they beat uh, Dallas, you know, they've put up 30 points a couple times. They've put up 24, 28, 26. Like, so the offense has started to click a little bit. And how you've been playing recently would be a factor, just like Detroit. Like Vegas, you know, the betters would throw out that Detroit started poorly and they would have, uh, you know, based on how they had been playing going into that game. So that's the thing. And motivation is certainly a part of this as well. It's not to say the Vikings don't want to go there or they're not going to try as hard, but you're right. Like kitchen sink game is what they usually call it, where Green Bay has to pull out absolutely all of the stops to give themselves a chance to even reach the playoffs. And plus, you know, they're going to factor in the, the Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers at home, December, he's always been great late in the season. All these things are going to play into it. And, you know, there's the other part, too, that, there are some numbers that would probably say that the gap isn't as big as, you know, the win-loss record. We kind of gone through this a bunch of times. And when the Vikings haven't been favored in the recent games, they've lost. They lost against Dallas. They lost against Detroit. Uh, I think that this one is a little different because I don't think the Packers are all that good. But, I mean, it wouldn't be a shock when you have a division opponent. And I think division opponents can always beat you no matter how bad they are. Detroit beat them last year. We've seen bad Chicago teams beat them at Soldier Field many times. Um, that familiarity, I think, always makes it very difficult. Um, you know, and the fact that the Vikings already beat them once, a lot of times you just end up splitting because that's, that's how the leagues and division play works. What do you make of Garrett Bradbury? Um, you know, him still not practicing, probably unlikely to play, right? Yeah, it looks that way. And, and I would say at, at this point, a little concerned um, because – You know, a couple weeks ago, they kind of talked about it as if, like, okay, well, you know, we're going to just do the whole precautionary thing. And I think this team has been very smart with the way they've handled most of their injuries and being cautious. But, you know, not practicing at all this week. Uh, And then he also got in a car accident after the game against Indianapolis, and he had already had the back injury and didn't play in that game. So I don't know if that – I don't want to like tie those two things together because he didn't say that made it worse, but uh, it may have uh, if, you know, you get in a car accident when you're already injured. So, uh, you know, the backup Austin Schlotman, like, bless his heart, he's backup center, he's doing the best he can. There's not 32 good centers in the league. There's probably about 12. So when you get to the 33rd center, and if it's Austin Schlotman, you're in trouble. He gave up six pressures last week. They're playing Kenny Clark this week. I mean, this is a the thing they, they have to make sure that Garrett Bradbury is back by the playoffs because if he's not, uh, that's going to be a major issue against some of the defensive lines they might go up against. Matthew Collar, Purple Insider, joining us here on the Lake Show, News Talk 830 WCCO. I wanted to uh, to mention this to you. With regards to, um, <laughs> and we know how first take is and ESPN and all of that and the debate shows 
And look, it, it makes for entertaining television, I think, for a lot of people because they like to see people debate and argue and, and, and we see ridiculous takes. And then we see some some very thoughtful analysis as well. I, th- I think that Mina Kimes, I love Mina Kimes. Like, I'm a massive fan of her. She's, she, I, I love how eloquent she is with her takes and how, how she dissects things and breaks it down. I think Dan Orlovsky's pretty good. I love Ryan Clark. But then we had um, – uh, I think it was um, who who was it? Um, you, it was uh, it, it was Ryan Clark. It was uh, Channing Crowder. Uh, it was Channing Crowder. Who was the, the former running back from um, Jacksonville? Fred, Fred Taylor. Taylor. All right, so, so 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 they're on, and there there's a conversation that comes up about Kirk Cousins, and one of the people in the group, I think it might have been Fred Taylor, or maybe it was Channing Crowder, says, "Quote: I've seen some weaknesses out of the Minnesota Vikings, and it's on Kirk Cousins' shoulders." Okay. And so Justin Jefferson saw that he retweeted and said, all of the Kirk criticism has to stop. I understand y'all hate the dad swag, but come on, his numbers are right with y'all's MVP candidates. So I love that Justin Jefferson stepped up for his guy and says, look, man, enough's enough. You know, fall back on my quarterback, which I love. And look, I've been somebody that's been very critical of Kirk Cousins. I think that there's been a lot of criticism of Kirk Cousins, and rightfully so. Like, he's had his issues in years past. I think that there's a lot about Kirk Cousins that Vikings fans and NFL fans this year should love. But do you think that right now that we're in a place with Kirk where if you've loved Kirk, then you're just going to stay loving Kirk? Or if you've been critical of Kirk, that you're going to stay being critical of him? Because I just don't think that there's anything that Kirk Cousins can do short of winning a Super Bowl where he's going to sway people from disliking him to liking him. Well, I also think, um, you know, when we try to look at all these things objectively, uh, I don't have any problem with what the guy said. I mean, or, of course, Justin Jefferson defending his quarterback. That's fine. But what Justin Jefferson said is not true. He does not have even close to MVP numbers. In fact, he has some of his worst numbers of his career. And the eight game-winning drives have really, I mean, sort of changed the narrative about Kirk Cousins. But I don't think his play has changed, and I don't think it's one of his best seasons, to tell you the truth. I mean, just overall, like, I know it's weird to say when they have the winning and they have the late-game clutch performances and things like that, so that really shapes how we view it. But when you look at even a stat like QBR that takes game situation into effect, I mean, he's the guy that this year has lit the house on fire and then came and, and put out the fire a lot of times, right? Like, one of the reasons that they haven't put teams away is because he hasn't been all that consistent. I mean, through three quarters of a lot of games, you're like, what's up with this offense, right? And then, you know, fourth quarter, here comes Justin Jefferson, makes a big play. And, again, Kirk deserves all the credit for that. That that doesn't take it away from him that they have these wins and they're in a place where they could go deep into the playoffs. But when you look at the offensive performance as a whole, when you look at his performance this season outside of that game-winning drive statistic, He's getting sacked more than he's ever been sacked. His quarterback rating is its lowest. His QBR is its lowest. His PFF grade is its lowest. His yards per attempt is its lowest. Like, yeah, I think you should look at the passing game and wonder, is it as good as Philadelphia? Is it as good as Dallas? Is it even as good as San Francisco? Those are questions to be asked, I think. And, you know, I I believe that he does have to do it in, in the playoffs, and he does have to beat some good defenses in the playoffs in order for it to change you know, how people feel about him. I think everyone everyone believes Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback. I don't think anyone would say he's not. 
But if you're saying, like, there's some weaknesses here in this team and some of it is in the passing game, uh, I don't think that you're wrong. No, I agree with you. I, I mean, we're, we're totally on the same page here. I don't think that this is one of his best years or his best year at, at quarterback for the minutes, but the perception is it is because of the record. That's all it is. That's what. That's all it boils down to. And I, th- I think that so many fans get suckered into that. They're looking at that record, and they're sucked into that. The same way that Gopher fans are sucked into the stats from Mo Ibrahim, and I'm sorry, Mo's a good running back. He ain't better than Lawrence Maroney. He ain't better than Daryl Thompson. And I've watched all those guys play. And no, Mo did not set the standard. I'm sorry, PJ, for running backs at the U. It, it's not like Mo got here and then all of a sudden it became running back U. There were good running backs before he got here. That's just me ranting again. Sorry. Yeah, I, I can't really speak to that one. I haven't watched a ton of go for football. Yeah. I know. Um, uh, not, not anywhere as much as you. But, I mean, I, I do think, like, it is one of the things that makes the sport so great is that we can always fight about quarterbacks. Like every person can have an opinion on Kirk Cousins, but even Patrick Peterson, and uh, he was talking with Kevin Seifert, you know, but I kind of overheard heard those two chatting about Kirk today. And Patrick was telling Kevin, so I guess uh, pub Kevin's article that's going to come out on Kirk Cousins, but I overheard him telling Kevin, like, it's not that different. Like, and, and Kirk has said this year multiple times, I'm not different. Everyone wants to know, what's so different about you, Kirk? The difference is that, jo- that Greg Joseph made a 61-yard field goal. The difference is, you know, that Justin Jefferson made the catch of the century in Buffalo, right? Like a lot of these things have gone his way that maybe didn't in previous years under the same circumstances. And there isn't a single year where he played quarterback for the Vikings where he was bad or where they weren't in the playoff race or any of those things. Like, that was never really the question. The question is, when you compare his salary and when you compare some of the other guys and what they brought him here for, like, they brought him here for this type of season to be every year as opposed to the outlier season, right? They, they brought him here to have top 10 offenses all the time when this is the outlier season. So I, I don't think that that means that he's had a bad year or anything like that. But if you're saying, if someone goes on TV and says, you know what, I'm not sure I trust him yet still, I think that's fine. Like, there's a really long history of him playing the quarterback position and having these major ups and downs and taking a lot of sacks and throwing the inopportune interception and things like that that I think anybody uh, who's kind of lashing out against the TV personality saying that is also kind of nervous about it themselves. Yep. All right, I went way over with you, so let me uh, ask you the final question. Just your thoughts on this weekend's matchup. Uh, Who do you think wins and why? I think the Vikings will win this game. I, I just don't believe that the Packers passing defense is any good at all. And this is the one where Kirk's going to uh, go for like 320 or something. I just think this Green Bay pass defense is, is just flat out bad. And I could give a longer answer if you want me to go way past what Chris Tubbs is trying to get you to break. No, no, no. no, no hey, hey, do what you want, man. <laughs> I'm just I'm just messing I'm just messing with Tubbs uh, because I've been in the producer's chair where the guest won't stop talking. But no, I think it's I mean this is this is great. Like everybody, this is great. It, Lambeau Field, both teams it matters. It's a huge game for both teams. The Vikings still really want that number two seed. I mean this is this is what you wanted day one hiring Kevin O'Connell. Think about where you were a year ago when this matchup happened. So drink it all in, everybody. Yeah. Hey, Matthew, man, happy uh, happy New Year, my man. Appreciate it. Same to you. All right, take care. We'll talk to him next week. That's Matthew Cobbler, Purple Insider, joining us here on The Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.